Boys and girls, hello and welcome to episode 8, the Ocho of the I Mean It podcast. Whether you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Freaker SoundCloud, watching us on YouTube, Rumble, uh, checking us out on Spotify, wherever, however, thank you so much uh, for tuning in this week. Uh, Last week, we went over our uh, NFC West total wins over under in Vegas. This week, we're going to go over the AFC West, total over-under wins in Vegas and expectations. Tell you how the numbers bear out and uh, tell you, see if we have any best bets, leans, likes, what have you. Um, It's a little bit boring division because it's so good, right? Each team is a pretty good football team. We expect them to be a good football team this coming year. So, didn't have a lot to get into any sort of controversy, but uh, we'll just go ahead and kick it off with the Kansas City Chiefs. They won the division again last year. They went 12-5. and five. Uh, Their over-under last year was 12 and a half, and their over-under this year is 11. So Vegas is expecting them to take a step back. However, if you look back at their win history, uh, you know, they... Vegas had to get a win on them because if you look back what they've done since 2017, over, 18, over, 19, over, 20, over. So four years in a row they went over what the market was projecting them to do. Vegas got a little bit tired of kicking their ass and, uh, you know, they're like, fuck it. If we put it at 12 and a half, we'll still get money on the over because everybody loves Patrick Mahomes and everybody loves the Chiefs. So they did get the under. They barely got the under. But they did get it. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Kansas City went 8-9 and nine last year against the spread. The year before that, they went 7-9 and nine against the spread. So against the spread and against the number on a weekly basis, they have not been nearly as good as the 2019 season uh, when Patrick Mahomes really kind of burst onto the scene, um, or he, I guess, continued onto the scene or whatever. And since then, the game-by-game market, which is a much sharper market than total win projection market for sure, Super Bowls, any of that. So game by game, uh, people did get sharper on the Chiefs, and if you started fading them, you're winning money on that. Like the last two years, you're net positive three units of yours betting against the Chiefs every week against the spread. I know that seems counterintuitive, but, you know, you are. But they're pretty close to even three games. Three units is not, you know, worth your value to just straight up bet against them. So I'm not, I'm not advising that. I'm just saying you would be on the positive side if you did. Now, this year they will be favored in 14 games, not favored in three games. That's with a couple of underlying numbers equals out to about 10.7 wins. So call it 10 and a half. That is slightly under this year's Vegas over under of 11. Vegas dropped it a whole game and a half. So they're expecting a pretty good dip. Uh, from the Chiefs. I expected a dip from them last year. I think I said they would win 11 last year. Uh, they outpaced me. They won 12. They did not outpace Vegas at 12 and a half. So I did like the under on them last year. 
uh, you would have cashed on that. I think I gave it out on one of our preseason podcasts, which I'll give my official picks out, and so will Longhorn on, of course, you guys know, the football glory hole. Uh, that will be coming to you when football season gets closer to kicking off uh, around August or so. We'll start going two divisions per week, breaking them down kind of just like this, but Longhorn will bring you all the roster moves, additions, subtractions, all that kind of stuff. And I'll bring you the numbers. Uh, the way they sit right now, looking at our power ranking projection, it is going to have them um, right about in that 63% you know, winning percentage. Again, that's about 10.5 wins or so out of 17. So I think that's about where they land. They got Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to give them that other half a win. We'll say 11-6. and six. So this year, last year I liked the under on them this year. I think 11 wins is a spot-on number. I think that's a good number, and I'll go push. Officially, for now, I'll go push for the Chiefs. Um, people are kind of freaking out a little bit about Tyreek Hill, uh, which, I mean, it's not that it's not a big loss, because in that system, that is a big loss. I'm not trying to minimize it, but, you know, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he's going to have to, as we've told you in kind of how this podcast started, was telling you that even the best of the best quarterbacks – you know, they all start to fade, especially ATS-wise, as they get that big contract, big money, and, you know, they have less help around them. Now, the truly, truly great ones, although they don't, they don't perform ATS like they did before, they still win a lot more than they lose uh, straight up, and they still win the division every year, and Patrick Mahomes is one of those kind of quarterbacks where if he's standing on two legs, you probably got a pretty good chance to win the division literally every year that he plays football. For your football team, a la Tom Brady, a la you know Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben uh, for a good portion of his career, um, you know Peyton Manning, those kind of guys, right? He's and Big Ben, I guess, is not fair to put in that. Sorry, I didn't mean to put Big Ben in that category, but you kind of get what I'm saying. You got one of those guys, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed to be right there in the mix. Now Mahomes is more of the Brady, Rodgers, you know. Manning situation where you're guaranteed almost to win double digit games every year, whereas Big Ben didn't quite do that. But these guys do. So I'm not going to give him less than, I definitely wouldn't go less than 10. I'm comfortable with 11. I think even without Tyreek Hill, maybe that cost him a game, you know, somewhere here and there. But I think for, for the most part, guys had kind of taken away that, except for the Raiders. They've taken away that bigger play with Tyreek Hill. Now, he still beats you because he's so fast. Look at that. Remember that play in Buffalo? Um, I remember it was the fourth quarter or overtime uh, where he caught that six-yard over route and literally just nobody could catch him. So, I mean, he doesn't have to run deep to beat you. He does not have to run deep to beat you. They will miss that, but they do have Kelsey still, and if he's still playing a high level, I think Chiefs will be just fine. Uh, moving on to the Chargers. That's everybody's up-and-coming darling, uh, including Vegas. Last year, the Chargers went 9-8. and eight. Their over-under was 9.5. We bet the under on them. We did win. Uh, I think the Chargers got lucky to get to that 9 wins. I'll show you that in a second. Uh, their over-under this year, though, is 10. So Vegas did expect them to tip up. Now, if you looked at the Chargers, uh, what they did ATS last year, they were 8-9. and nine. So they were 8-9. and nine. And you say, well, that's the same record as Kansas City ATS. Yes, but the difference is Kansas City had a cumulative margin of a .6 positive, and the Chargers had a negative 1.4. So, again, they were kind of lucky to even get 
to those nine wins that they got to. Now, I think for the roster upgrades and everything that they've done, you know, one more year uh, maturing from their quarterback there, you know, I think they're going to be, well, I know they're going to be favored in 11 games, not favored in six games. To take that with our power rankings, they're right about there with the Chiefs. They're pretty close to them. And like in Vegas, um, they were two points better, or sorry, we have them two points better this year over last year. And if you look at the point spread between Kansas City and uh, the Chargers, if you look at their first matchup in Kansas City, both of them were very early in the season. The Chargers are three and a half points closer to Kansas City this year in Vegas than they were last year. So I think that our two-point uh, upgrade is fair. I think that uh, the market, I think Vegas has to build in the market there. Obviously, they always do. Like they're a little bit overreaching. Maybe we're a little bit underreaching. Maybe it's somewhere in two and a half, somewhere in there. Either way, I think the Chargers, there's no doubt they're going to be a better football team this year. Now, does that mean they win more games? Maybe not because, again, they got lucky to get to nine last year. But um, overall, I think I think that they do. I think that the maturation you know, process of Herbert plus a little bit of a step back, again, from Kansas City, which, again, it's not just our numbers that bear it out. You look at the spreads in Vegas. You look at the totals in Vegas. They're expecting one team to go up, one team to come back down a little bit. So you combine those two things together with just the natural progression and the fact that Herbert's still under rookie contracts. So they're still going to be, you know, they have were able to add more pieces than Kansas City was. Kansas City mostly lost pieces. So to me, I think they also will go 11-6. and six. So I actually like them in the over of their 10 wins. Now, it's a gamble because, you know, this kid has never won 11 games in the NFL, right? He's won nine. We see if he can take that next step, which I do believe that he will have to do for them to get there. But overall, I think 10 to 11 wins. I'll say 11 for now. 11 and 6 for the Chargers for me. Denver, uh, last year, 7 and 10. Their over-under was 8.5. We bet the under. We won. That was an easy easy fucking win i don't know what the fuck happened right in the market last year but it was it started around with the aaron Rodgers rumor and their total went from like seven and a half to eight to eight and a half it actually got up all the way to nine i think at one point and i'm looking at this team like yeah great if aaron Rodgers gets there but then of course it was reported that he didn't i was like well here comes the fall you know glad we bought high but it only fell back to eight and a half i'm like how the fuck is Teddy Two Gloves going to win nine football games in this division? Like, it's not going to happen. And, of course, it didn't happen. Now, they've got a good roster, right? And their Vegas has upgraded them massively because of Russell Wilson. Their overrunner last year, like I said, was 8.5. Now it's 10 this year. Uh, if you look at their progression, right, since 2017, they went over-under totals under. 18 under 19 under 20 under 21 under five straight years of underperforming vegas's expectations but all of a sudden all of a sudden so just to give you a little trend line on that what their total was doing so how vegas is adjusting the market every year so go back 2017 total was eight and a half wins they went under so vegas bumps it down to seven and a half not good enough under so Vegas bumps it down to seven. Not good enough. Under. 
Next year. Ah, bump it back up to seven and a half a little bit. Nah, under. Last year. We're gonna bump it up a full game. Right? They like I said that the market got inflated and it stayed that way. They easily fucking went under that. Easily went under that. I think seven was seven and a half is a good total from last year. You still would have won on that in the under, but at least that'd have been a lot closer to the actual reality of what Denver was. And now we go from a team for five straight under years to now all of a sudden their over-under is a 10. Their over-under has not been double digits. This would be the first time in six years they're expecting to win double-digit games in Denver. At least Vegas is expecting. I know the fans expect it every year, but, you know, you people are fucking crazy. You think your team's going to go to the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> now, Wilson is five more points more valuable than Teddy Two Gloves. So, overall, that equals about two and a half wins. So, if they won seven last year, get some to nine and a half this year. They're favored in ten games this year, not favored in seven. So, Vegas is actually only expecting about nine wins out of them this year. So, Vegas is really kind of telling you the best bet on the Broncos is to take the under. Right? They're putting that tent out there because of the Russell Wilson factor and all the love that he gets publicly. And Denver has a great roster. Right? And now they've got a great quarterback, so you would think, you know, sky's the limit. However, Vegas is really telling you with the game-to-game, again, much sharper markets than these, that on the aggregate, they're expecting this team to go under. They're expecting around 9-8 and eight is what they're expecting. Now, our numbers, you know, have them right at 10.5 wins. So that would be slightly over. So Vegas says take the under. Our numbers say take the over. So anytime that happens, I like to kind of drift towards the mean or the middle. And uh, I guess it would be the median. Sorry. Sorry, math nerds. You jerks. <laughs> I'm gonna, I would drift towards the under and go push at 10 and 7 on that. Uh, Russell's first year. We'll see how it works out. We'll see if he's finally, you know, gets an MVP vote. I know he's never had an MVP vote. Uh, it's probably because he fades like a motherfucker uh, in the second half of seasons, like real fucking bad. But uh, we'll see if uh, new atmosphere, new team, better team, you know, gets him over the hump. Hopefully, you know, I like Russ. I like Denver. Um, so it would, wouldn't break my heart to see me be wrong and they go win this division. But like I said, Vegas isn't expecting it. We're expecting to be better than Vegas is. You know, I, I'm just going to go 10 yeah, I think I'll go with 10. 10 and 7. How about that? All right, Las Vegas last year. 10 and 7. Over, under, of 7. We lost that one. So we bet three teams in this division. This is how quickly football can change. So we bet three out of four teams in this division last year to go under their season win total. And we hit two out of three. Which anytime you bet three teams in the same division, two out of three is about as good as you're going to do. Right? You say, well, why wouldn't you just bet two of them then? Well, because we didn't fucking know which two of them were going to hit. Now, did we? Or else we would have just bet those two. <laughs> and I guarantee you, you know, all you people that want to criticize that, none of y'all would have fucking said, oh, Vegas is a team that, that wouldn't have hit. Vegas is the team that's going to beat you. Nah, you wouldn't have said that. Goddamn liars. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about, uh, uh, I guess, hindsight gambling is that Man, the first liar just doesn't have a chance. You just don't got a chance because somebody's coming over the top of you and, you know, either out beat your best hand story that you ever told in poker or out beat your bad beat, your worst beat, you know, in football or wherever. Like, 
the first liar never stands a chance in those conversations. That's why I love uh, this community. And, you know, the, just the kind of colloquial nature of it all. It really, I enjoy it. But anyway, uh, their over-under this year is 8.5. So Vegas does expect improvement from their initial expectations of last year. However, a pretty big downturn considering the fact that this team won 10 games and by everybody's estimation has gotten so much better this offseason, right? They've added weapons. They've got um, Devontae Adams, um, arguably the best receiver in football. Uh, supposedly a better coaching situation. Like, nothing nothing has gone wrong for the Raiders this offseason. And everything was a train wreck last season, during the season. I mean, they, they fired a coach. They had a player kill somebody, right, and go to prison. And yet they way outseated expectations and this year it's all positive vibes it's all fucking bob marley you know over there everybody's fucking jamming and uh vegas is expecting a pretty big downturn now the simple explanation for that is because vegas for two years straight has outperformed our numbers like has outperformed not only our projections but where they ended up they outperformed the Pythagorean theorem they've literally outperformed every underlying number that you know any of us uh people on the sharper side used to bet football they're like yeah fuck your numbers bro we're just gonna go win and they've just fucking done it it's been incredible it's been fucking incredible to watch um suck to lose against for sure but shit happens man um it's football right it's football and shit does happen now again vegas is not expecting good things they're they're only favoring them in seven games right this season so i mean really you're looking about an eight win team eight and nine is what they're expecting now, two years in a row like i said las vegas has beat our numbers beat the market um if you look at their over under uh run 2017 under 18 under since then 19 over 20 over 21 over they're on a hell of a fucking run uh but still even with that even with that vegas is still downgrading their total still downgrading from last year so the market is clearly you know you would think on that trend run the market's buy 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 and vegas is like you want to you want to keep buying we'll, we'll make it even cheaper for you to keep buying that's fucking scary that is scary because the rest of the time like i said they keep moving if you buy if you sell they're like all right it's cheaper will you buy it now no nah, i'm still selling we'll make it a little cheaper will you buy it now all right, now I bought, right? And then that's that's how the market ebbs and flows, especially with the over/under win totals. Um, now our numbers suggest they win eight, right? Their over/under is eight and a half. This is a tough one for me. I think it they easily could get to nine. They easily could only win seven, right? They're just one of those in-between teams. Either way. Uh, I can't ignore what our numbers are saying, and I cannot ignore what Vegas is saying and expect great things out of the raiders this year sorry as raiders fans um you got a cool stadium though you got a real cool stadium <laughs> so i'm kind of bouncing back and forth between eight and nine wins i'm not going to go as low as seven um i mean i know obviously within the numbers it's a possibility but i mean they've been beating the numbers for two straight years they've been beating the market for three straight years I'm kind of one of those hold patterns in the Raiders. Like, I don't want to buy 
or I'm just I'm kind of holding and see seeing what the hell happens is really where I'm at with them um so I don't know officially eight and nine nine and eight somewhere around in there I'll make it official later in the summer but that's kind of where I'm at what's where I'm at it's where the market's at it's where you know all the numbers are at it's not where the public's at though it's not where the public's gonna be but we'll see how that bears out now how the division lines up basically Kansas City and the Chargers 11 and 6 we'll say at this point we'll see after we dive into everything coming into the uh coming into the preseason um who I picked to win the division but they're going to be the cream of the crop I uh, got Denver again 10 and 7 for now Vegas ah hell we'll make them happy go 9 and 8 let's say everybody everybody has a winning record in this division it is going to be the best division of football, so it's possible, right? It's very possible for that to happen. Uh, I don't have a best bet. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't have a best bet in this division, but I'm not just going to throw shit out there willy-nilly and tell you guys to go lay your money down if I don't feel great about it. Now, I do have two leans. Two leans. Uh, the Chargers over the 10 is a lean for me. And actually, my other lean is Denver under the 10. Because, again, the market is telling you Vegas is telling you through the game market that they're not going to win 10 games, right? But they have to set that total market at 10 because Russell Wilson showed up. And if they don't, everybody's going to be on the buy side. And if they're wrong, right, because they can adjust game to game for sure. Week to week game, they do, obviously. So they can be wrong initially on that and quickly shift and not lose as much. But they expose themselves to what their game-to-game projects right now with Russell Wilson being the quarterback, and they drop that number to nine and a half, they're going to get fucking hammered on the overside, and they're going to have to hope to God that they were right on that, which, again, our numbers say they're wrong uh, initially already, right? But there's something there's something about that that just does not sit right with me. It doesn't make any sense for Vegas to be fading them on a game-to-game market like that. So something is fishy about that. I don't like it. But it's not enough to call it a best bet. So I'll just say lean under the 10 wins for Denver there. That's about all I got. Uh, man, I'm really excited to see this division go at each other. Um, and excited to see if Vegas can actually beat Vegas again. It's home it's home versus home team, right? Vegas has been beating Vegas for three straight years. They're going to try to do it again. And can they do it? So they were one of two teams that ended up with a negative power ranking last year that beat us that beat our uh bets that we go down and lay down in vegas so we thought they were going to stink by all the numbers they did stink however they won 10 games and i mean they got bounced pretty quickly right in the playoffs and they got exposed but doesn't matter right they beat the projections they beat what their actual numbers said that they were supposed to do or supposed to be they just found a way to win football games that that one against the cowboys um I don't think it was Thanksgiving. Maybe it may been Thanksgiving. I can't remember. Uh, but there's no way they should have won that game. Versus, There's no fucking way they should have won that game. But they did. They did. They found a way. Somehow, some way. They found a way to win that football game. And uh, they were just kind of had one of those like magical runs. Even though everything else off the field went wrong for them. So I'm just not going to line up to bet against that. They beat us two years in a row. You know, kind of what I got. Get... It's like when you're playing the stocks and you get your hand slapped a couple times, all right? You think you're at the, you're buying at the floor, and it falls a little further, or, you know, 
you start selling short because you think you're at the ceiling and it keeps rising and you're like fuck now i have to hold this yeah it's one of those it's one of those feelings like ah man i really i've already gotten beaten twice i don't really want to take this hand slapping again so i think we'll probably stay away from the raiders this year we'll see if they can uh, beat expectations again but anyway that was uh episode eight the ocho of the i mean it podcast again thank you guys so much for tuning in Hope you like the breakdown. If you got any questions, uh, please hit us up at uh, thefootballgloryhole.com. Please go to the Revolution Network. Subscribe to all of our shows. We've got this one, the I Mean It podcast. You've got uh, Football and Freedom, my buddy Longhorn. You've got, of course, the Football Glory Hole, which is, you know, that's handicapping gold every every football season. College, NFL, doesn't matter. Just tune in. You learn a lot, and you win money. So it's not a bad gig. It's not a bad gig uh, to listen to that one. And then our newest show, The Bastards of Babylon, um, is really starting to do some great things. We had our first uh, person on the interview this week, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great conversation. It's somebody that, you know, we didn't agree with all of their views, and they did, certainly didn't agree with all of ours. But we, you know, like normal-ass people, we had a conversation. And at the end of the day, we found a little bit of common ground in between on some stuff. Some stuff we're just going to respectfully disagree, and that's fine. That's called communication. It's called being an adult. It's, you know, it's called not being on fucking Twitter. That's what it's really called. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, uh, that's it. And uh, we'll next week we'll go over another division. Until then, I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> if I ever said I'm